Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. I hope we all appreciate the effort I put into making the sound better. I do. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds better to you, if you can hear me better now. No, I can hear you perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm eating cantaloupe, so if you hear any like cantaloupe noises, that's what's going on here. Okay. How's you, do you got any plans for uh, the Super Bowl? Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. I hope we all appreciate the effort I put into making the sound better. I do. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds better to you, if you can hear me better now. No, I can hear you perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm eating cantaloupe, so if you hear any like cantaloupe noises, that's what's going on here. Okay. How's you, do you got any plans for uh, the Super Bowl? That's topical. I haven't heard anything from the Super Bowl yet, but usually I go by a couple friends. We watch the game, we eat some food, and then we watch the commercial. Do you buy any the boxes? Commercials. Do you buy boxes? Uh, no, I haven't done that in like two years. Why? I don't know. I just haven't gotten around <laughs> to doing it. I did it. I did it two years ago. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> I bought. Uh, I bought work boxes. I buy party boxes. I bought boxes from my niece's track and or baseball softball team question marks. I don't know. She does a lot of sports. Ah, good. Maybe it's my brother's dart league. I don't really remember <laughs> what happened except that Michael. There are dart. There are dart leagues. I didn't know that. Oh God, yes. I ordered a pair, a, a set of custom darts from my friend's dad, and I bragged about it. Showed them off to my brother. So mm -hmm. let's see if he wants them. So when I get them in, he's gonna feel the weight of them. Yeah, it's a it's big big uh, big deal. And this will be very thrilling for all the listeners. But uh, we're. Uh, at separate houses right now. So I'm going to put this in front of the camera so you can see. That's my dad. Aha. That's my dad and his award-winning dart team. Nice. So that's from back in the day. That's very old. Maybe I'll put it up on the uh, internet so all eight of you can see it. All eight of us. <laughs> yeah, and he had a lot of trouble, my brother, finding a place to play darts in New Jersey because they have... Uh, the kind of dartboards that you don't use a like a pointy real dart in it's like plastic and oh velcro or something like that <laughs> a little bit it, it it's hard i don't know how to describe it but it's garbage and once he told me that that's what he had to deal with i, I felt very bad i was like that is <laughs> and i'm a garbage dart player and i was like this is astonishingly bad <laughs> uh, but he finally found it he found his dart league Good. He comes from, uh, my mom was a dart uh, player, and we learned it by watching them, you know? Ah. Mom, dad, everybody plays darts. I'm garbage at it. I guess it skips a generation, and that would be me. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you practice for 10,000 hours, you'd be good. Oh, it's like that? I don't know. I have no depth perception, so it's... Oh, that does help, too. It's pretty rough. I'm told, uh by my friends and family that I shouldn't be a pilot because uh, I have no depth perception. I'm like, yeah, but it's the sky. <laughs> okay, so, still watching Stargate? Still on board? Still watching Stargate, but I've been watching more of the uh, the Kobe stuff, mm. usually. Oh. I feel I feel more uh, sorry for the other people in the thing than, than for him. Well, I mean, I do feel bad for the other people, too, but, you know, it's Kobe and his daughter. If, if it was just Kobe, I'd be like, all right, it's sad, but 
You know, the fact that he lost his daughter, too. You it's know what the, I mean? Well, he did, he and she didn't lose because dead people never care about much. Okay. The dead don't care because they're dead. Um, I just feel True. bad for, you know, the family and, and the, yeah, teenagers. That's sad. The whole thing was uh, relatively sad. But playing, I don't know. And I, I feel like a little dead inside. I'm, like, still recovering from Neil Peart, so... <laughs> Neil Peart really got me hard. Yeah, he died of uh, brain cancer. I don't know if you know. He did. No, I know. I saw. I saw. I read the all the tributes and stuff. There is maybe I'll uh, I'll tweet about it about this man's video. This I don't know if it was in tribute to, or he just happened to have this video. But he ranked mm -hmm. all every Rush song, 174 songs. He ranked them based on his personal preference. It is a revelation. Like it, it, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "Well, I don't think that should be as far down on the list as it is." And I think that this song that's high on the list should be back a little bit, probably. I mean, it's in the end, it's a 174-way tie for number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, when he gets to his top ten, you will be like, "Did he even mention?" this song and he did you just forgot about it because his top 10 is truly inspired it's not i'll tell you this tom sawyer is not even in the top 20. what yeah because tom sawyer whatever yeah we all like that song like every rush fan likes tom sawyer but we don't like like we don't like it like that <laughs> on okay i'm moving pictures there's so many better songs mm, like, true. red barchetta is significantly better <laughs> like I never skip Red Barchetta. I've after listening to Red Barchetta again now that you mention it. Mm. I don't know if you're super familiar with um all of Russia stuff, but if any of our listeners are, because whatever, I mean if they are, if they are, they they would know Tom Sawyer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, I was familiar with every single one of those songs, and that's why I was like, oh, I'm really surprised to see this this far back. That's interesting. Why would you do that? <laughs> but it's not based on anything. So when I, when you watch other top things, especially around now, because uh, the number one is plenty Tom Sawyer every time, and I'm like, <laughs> I get it. We all, it's the th you know, it's funny to bring it back to Stargate. Here it comes. Are you ready? I'm ready. The theme to MacGyver in Brazil is Tom Sawyer. <laughs> what? Yes. They didn't know that either. When they did the uh, their tour in Rio, uh, it was the first time they ever played South America, and they didn't know they had such a big fan base, and they were like, hey, did you know Tom Sawyer's the theme to MacGyver? <laughs> and they were like, what? That is so awesome. I want to I wanna see Brazilian MacGyver now. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> no, I actually want to... I'm going to look it up on YouTube when you know once I have the time. Oh, I, yeah, I never bothered to look it up on YouTube to see, like, uh... Oh, you're doing it now? <laughs> except I can't spell MacGyver to save my life. Uh, yep. I see, the, the video is definitely on YouTube. Today I learned Tom Sawyer was the intro to Brazilian MacGyver. <laughs> that is fantastic! <laughs> it was wild for them to find out, too. It's weird that nobody ever told them. <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't know until you told me. They didn't even know they had fans down there. And they were like, they're like, you guys should try, try and uh, play some South American dates. They're like, really? 
They're like, yeah, you're huge. They're like, huh. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess we'll go down there. They're like, we're easy. We'll do that. Oh, gosh. Tom's away. (laughs) I tell you what. That is is so weird. I know. I I can't watch it now because we're recording this show, but you... You're right. I should have looked that up the second I found out. <laughs> and I didn't. Because we go to the movie. This, oh, so. If you think it's nerdy to be like, I love Stargate and I have a podcast about it, just know that every time Rush put out a documentary into the movie theaters, me and my husband went to it in the movie theaters. I see no problem with that. I'm the only girl there. Really? Oh, my God. Almost exclusively. <laughs> On my, at my wedding... His, um, one of his groomsmen and one of his best friends, my husband's best friends, was like, hey, uh, I see why you married Teresa. It's very hard to find another female Rush fan, let alone one who'll sleep with you. Wow. And he's not wrong. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure they're out there. They're just, you know, few and far between. Whenever I went to one of their concerts, there was two kinds of women there. There were the Mies, the lifelong fans, and we were peppered throughout. But uh, mm-hmm. very, like, 10 to 1. Very okay. low odds. And the other women that were there are new to this relationship. And, <laughs> and they can't say that they don't like Rush yet. They have to act like they still like it, even though they do not. <laughs> they absolutely hate it, and they're just there, like... That's right. It's like uh. the third date, you know? <laughs> and those tickets aren't cheap, so they're not going to be like, but I hate Rush. They're like, this is fine. And they're watching it, and inside they're, like, super confused. They're the ones that look too pretty to be there. Oh, so you can point them out. Oh, very easily. They're dressed, like, <laughs> much much too sexy to be... Rush fans. Seriously. Not that we can't dress sexy. We can. But when we go to the Rush show, there's just no, no point in it. What are we doing? It's not a nightclub. Yeah. That is interesting. I did not know that was good to know. I'm telling you, they're a fascinating lot. And I've talked for like 10 minutes about how much I like Rush. I just don't, I'm not that big a basketball fan. So like, I want to weigh in harder, but I can't. So Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty much a basketball fan since high school. So I mean, I remember, the last thing I've, I remember, this is very old, I'm very old, guys. Was Patrick Ewing missing a shot in the play in the final game or something in like nineteen ninety seven or something? I was nineteen ninety five against the Pacers. I remember that. That's the vividly. Last, that's the last basketball thing I can remember. Game seven, I remember that vividly, and I was so upset for like three days. I was like, people are gonna be really upset about this. This looks. I was horrible, <laughs> but there was no internet at the time. Uh, so I was just, it was just on the TV and I was like, oh, that sport game is happening. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oof, they're not going to, the humans at my school are not going to be happy with this result. Nope. I was not. Because <laughs> I'm a baseball. I'm baseball. I'm going to a spring training game in a few weeks. Oh, okay, down, cool. Down to Florida, go see my beloved Mets. Your beloved Mets? <sighs> oh my goodness. With their not manager? Oh my God. I was like, did he? Re-? And he left voluntarily, which is wild to me. It's bloody wild. People been stealing signs in baseball since they invented baseball. Yeah, but there's a way to do it. There isn't. There's a it's to... illegal no matter what. No, there's a way to do it. If you're on second base and you're relaying signs to like, you know, your your manager or the people on the bench, that's fine. 
No, it isn't. You can't. <laughs> you're not allowed it's, to do well, that. Well, not that it's fine, but no one says anything. But <laughs> if you're doing it, if you're doing it like pitch by pitch, like you know what pitch is coming, so you can hit it. That's wrong. And they're well, using technology. Let me tell you what. Just because you're not stealing signs analog style anymore, because that's what they used to do. They used to steal the sign and they like tap a trash bin or like you know drop a baseball to let you know it's a curveball that's coming or some crap like that. That was the old analog way, and then they did it with cameras instead. And now they're like, now it's a big deal. But yeah, because they they're using the replay cameras, and the replay cameras are there so they can analyze pitches and stuff. Stealing the pitch doesn't make you able to hit it. And Mariano Rivera would be happy to let you know that the but if, one if pitch you know it's coming. Yeah, but if you know you know what's coming, you could lay off of it. You can't because Rivera only ever threw one pitch. Yeah, but that's Rivera. I know. So everybody knew what pitch he was going to throw, and no one could hit it regardless. Because it, he's Mariano Rivera. No, because you have to have the talent to begin. It's the well, same yes, argument you have as, to have, as steroids. Yes, you have to have the talent. It's it's. I don't think it's the same as steroids, but you know what? That's another debate for another day. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I could talk about this for a long, long time. So can I. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about Stargate now. We can talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to definitely not talking about Stargate today. We're talking about some sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm like, ooh, let's go Mets. All right. How do we like that? I'm sure they're like, just get on with the goddamn show already. Right. Well, get on with it, I shall. I ruined my own segue into Stargate with that rush fact by just detouring off into baseball land. But no, there were interesting rocket rush facts, and you know we got a little baseball in. So. Oh well, I'll bring it back to rush through baseball. Getty Lee is a very, very big baseball fan, and he had a very big collection of autographed baseballs from uh, the Negro Leagues, and he donated. I remember you told me. Donated it in Kansas City, and I got to see all of that, and it was glorious. I'm so jealous you went to Kansas City. Oh, it's over good. there. I'm so jealous. You should go. It's very good. The jazz. Don't let Michael tell you otherwise. The jazz museum was really cool. I liked it a lot. But he's mm -hmm. a jazz guitar player, and there weren't enough guitar players, as far as he was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh my god, okay. Hey, you heard that, Ella Fitzgerald? Hit the fucking road. Hit the road. Yeah, I'd go there. I'd go to the Chicago jazz scene, too. We were in Chicago, but um, we there were two baseball teams to see. Three. We saw three. We saw both Chicago teams and then drove up to uh, Milwaukee. Oh, to see the Brewers? Mm-hmm. That was all pretty rad. There's a whole cheese house. Mars Cheese Castle. No, I always told myself if I ever got, like, a million dollars or, like, ever won the lotto, I'd go to all the baseball parks. You don't need a million dollars. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you can do it one at a time. That's what we do. We do it one at a time. And yeah. we only have, we we kept Cleveland and Detroit uh, open in case there's a financially strict year. We can always right. drive to Cleveland. It's only 10 hours away from New York City, and they have the baseballs there, and it's pretty easy peasy. And if you're interested, I... you drive right past Pittsburgh and go see one of their games. Yeah. I'd go to Cooperstown, too. Cooperstown is pretty cool. I went there. That was fun. If you ever go to Oklahoma, they have the oldest minor league ballpark in the country. Oh. Chickasaw uh, Recreation Area. There. All right, if, I'm ever, if I'm ever in Oklahoma. <laughs> Welcome to America the Beautiful. <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. 
We didn't have actual business in Oklahoma. We flew into Dallas and drove up. So, because if you want to go to all 50 states, I mean, you, there's only so much you can do. And there's a lot of sad national stuff in Oklahoma. It's the mm-hmm. Oklahoma City bombing, the end of the Trail of Tears, and like a lot of sad. And I'm like, whew, that's a lot of sad. It's a sad state. But they have, uh, but that Chickasaw bit is is there if you wanted to keep the sadness to a minimum. <laughs> and then drive back to Dallas where it's also sad. Because Kennedy. And that's going to be sadder yeah. than you think it will be. <laughs> I didn't think it would be that sad. I'm like, I bet it's fine. It's not fine. Is it no way all. fine? Oh my God, it's horrible. I mean, but it's great, but it's horrible. I feel, I don't know why I'm so distracted in, in this week's episode compared to last week's episode. I was like laser focused last week. Just like straight to the point. Let's go. Yeah, now I'm all over the map. I'm like, oh, I went blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, you know, we're talking about Russian stuff, so. I know, oh, man. I'll leave that link in the episode description to uh, to that video. It's so good. I have, I don't know if I have a favorite Rush song. Right now it's time stand still. I'll just put it there. So, you guys can at me if you like about how wrong I am about that, except I'm not wrong. And you know They're probably like, wrong. what about Tom Sawyer? What about it? <laughs> it's not better than that. I like uh, later Rush a lot, a lot. I don't know people like, I don't know, you know, like, a lot of guff to the later albums. Whatever. They're all amazing. Yeah. We're back with Hathor. Come on, we gotta stay focused. It's Stargate time. Don't let I me know. distract you. That's fine. They're in Mexico, where the uh, the the tomb is, and they discover the Egyptian hieroglyphics on it. <clears throat> on the sarcophagus, yeah. And of course, they got to fiddle around with everything. They didn't learn their lesson from King Tut, obviously. We you just don't start yeah. touching. Oh things. well, you know, we read this article by uh, what's his name, Daniel Jackson, about you know cross pollination of cultures. Yeah, that's a lot of cross there. <laughs> like, if you're a real archaeologist and you come across that, everybody drop your tools right now. Get the camera crew in. Get the photos. Call the governments. All of them. Call CNN. Call everybody. Yeah, like, this isn't... Like, hey, I wonder if this has got buttons on it. <laughs> but they released the Hathor, so... And she just about immediately magics Daniel. She, she, she magics the people first. Oh, and the well, she, she killed the people. The, the well, yeah, yeah, because she, she goes, uh, "Where's Ra?" And they're like, "Ra, the sun god," and then she kills him. She's like, uh, "Yeah, idiots." It's like, no, Ra, the breakfast cereal. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, "What are you doing?" When she magics Daniel, do you think that's because he's been in a sarcophagus before, and like, there's some like residue there that she's like, "Oh, this will this will be fine." No, I think I think she she just does that to men. Hmm. Because she doesn't like mate with the other guys. I mean, she she really goes in hard on Daniel. Well, yeah, because he's I think because he tells her like he knows about it, read about her, and she just uses it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <coughs> I mean, he's the most the most willing. I'm bad. <laughs> I bet. I was wondering if if her magic would work on bisexual or gay women. But I don't think that it would, because I think the point of that is not to have them be romantically infatuated with her. I think it's a breeding it's just, thing. Yeah, just just to have them mate with her. Which is uh, so weird. I love when she uh, <laughs> she starts magic and like hamming and stuff, and he's like breaking protocol, and Sam's just like... She's like, 
Sir. Uh, I mean, seriously, are you kidding? She literally goes, are you kidding? <laughs> and they all just blow my winner off. He's like, yeah, just, uh, we're gonna bring her down here and give her a toilet facility. She's like, what? I can't, and like, watching Hammond be like, try to be like, love struck is the silliest looking Hysterical. thing. This is why I think I love. This is my favorite episode. It's so ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and Sam's like the voice of reason. She's like, "What the hell is going on here?" So in all this time, they never thought about how those baby golds that Daniel carelessly <clears throat> shot a couple of episodes ago, where those come from. I guess not. I guess they never gave it much thought. They're like, "Hey, I killed a bunch of larvae." In the, where did the larva come from? Would have been my next question. <laughs> hey, Teal, you seem to have a lot of secrets. Know where these come from by any chance? Yeah. They don't really think that far ahead, I guess. Well, because Hathor can't be the only mother of the golds out there because they keep having them, so... Oop. Yeah, but that's cool that you find out that, you know, they... For, you know, if you're watching it for the first time, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So like, oh, there's a queen! And Teal's immune to her wiles. He is, because of, cause of Junior. <laughs> junior, they're so funny. <laughs> she must be oh, incredible but... in the sack, because uh, there's no way she's not screwing all those guys. <laughs> no, I think it was just Daniel, and possibly O'Neal. I don't know, I think Hammond might have gotten in there. You think so? Justice for Hammond. <laughs> 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 they jailed all the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love Janet so much. The doctor, she's my yeah. favorite person. Dr. Fraser. I forgot that they turned Jack into a Jaffa for like two seconds. Oh, you did? Yeah, I forgot that that was a whole plot line. Oh. Well, like half a plot line. I keep knocking into the stupid microphone. Sorry, everybody. Oh. I just love how, like, Daniel's, like, all infatuated with her. Yeah, what wife, huh? Mm-hmm. Right? He just totally forgets his wife. I thought that the whole time. I was like, hey, I thought we were looking for your wife, mate. I thought Sam was going to tell him that in, like, ten more seconds. She was like, hey, remember your wife? She should have. She should have been like, you know, when we find Charé, I'm telling on you. I am telling on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, really? You're talking to Hathor? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Charé, what Charé has to say about that. Be like, hoes before bros, you got me? Okay, I'm gonna go tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just I just thought it was a fun episode. Just to see Sam like, guys, seriously, come on. Oh my goodness, when that when all the ladies decide to seduce the guards, yeah. Sam gets flirty with one of the guards, but doesn't ultimately do anything. Janet is like, stripping that guy off. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Put on like putting a tongue down his throat and everything. Right. I was like, well, if somebody was like, I had designs on you in the first place, now's a great time for me to go in. Because <laughs> she does, and she did. And I'm like, nobody else went that as far as she did. You're probably looking at her like, all right, Janet, jeez. When they, there's a special effect that comes in just after this. When they're like, hey, where's Hathor? And they're looking for her. They do the rewind effect. So, like, she comes up out of the water, but her hair is still dry. Yeah. I know. You notice that, too. Oh, my goodness. I was like, this is not a good one. <laughs> Effects-wise, like, I was like, ooh, that's rough. 
I also like when she, when Sam like knocks out Hammond. She goes, "Well, there goes my career." Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> they're all so funny. <laughs> I mean, they might as well had some Destiny's Child because of the times playing in the background mm-hmm. because that is they the situation. Should have. Or some Shaka Khan, I'm every woman. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> they put O'Neill in the sarcophagus to heal up his uh, tilk patch. His tilk patch? Tilk pack. And I guess he doesn't remember a lot of this because it was like a, a spell situation. Yeah, I didn't think he fell for it at first because, you know, he was... You know, he was looking at her like he didn't fall for it. Then he like, oh, oh well, he's under her spell. And then they broke the um, the sarcophagus, which is good because that's their Lazarus pit. And if you got that dumb thing around all the time, then nobody dies and there's no stakes. Well, why would you? Why wouldn't you keep it? Uh, well, like from like a writer's perspective, when on Arrow, when they had that Lazarus pit there, they had to get rid of that thing because anytime somebody died, you just dump them in there. But yeah, because but they also go crazy when they go in there. Well, I mean, the sarcophagus would have been that's a again another cool piece of technology that you could study. Yeah, really. Even if it's broken, you can still study it. Yeah. There's a throwaway joke right after he gets out of the sarcophagus. Sam, I think it's Sam, lifts Jack's shirt a little bit to look at where his pouch is not, or like his <laughs> shirt is open, and she puts her her hand on his abs, and she's like. How did this happen? <laughs> and he says, crunches. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I didn't catch that the first time around. It was, a, it's just a throwaway line, but it is, he's, he looks, he's like, what? It's crunches. I was like, oh my God, he doesn't remember. And when, when Sam knocks out, going back, when Sam knocks out Hammond and Teal just looks at him, <laughs> like the look, the look of disgust, I think it's disgust on his face, like, that's what you get. He's a he's a tough uh, tough Jafar to read. Like Braytac mm-hmm. is uh, hard on the sleeve, hard on the sleeve. Yeah, he has two emotions: angry and not so angry. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's a real wild card. That deal. A bunch of shooting ensues, like bullets flying everywhere. How there's no friendly fire situations in such close quarters is I'll never know. Because um, physics. Because <laughs> physics. Because Daniel signs science. <laughs> she sneaks away and gets away with. Um, I don't know how she turned on that. Oh wait, she she seduced uh, somebody in the gate room to dial the gate for her. I'm sure. It's probably Walter. Aw, yeah. <laughs> if I were Walter, if I were anybody, I'd be like, "Hey, save your crazy magic. You're so hot. I'll definitely do this." <laughs> Like, you don't need to, like, seduce me. I'll just, here, look. Seriously. Now, Daniel says he blacked out and doesn't remember anything. Yeah, but he was, like, all brokenhearted when they try, they try to get her. He was like, no! But he remembers that's going to be his DNA in those skull wounds. Yeah, so technically he had sex with her. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. A lot of the time. <laughs> hey, Daniel, what about your wife? I thought they got down immediately. The second she walks into frame with him and put and blows her magic on him, I was like, "Oh, they're boning right now." Okay, right, <laughs> cool. And then later in the episode, she's like, "You're going to be the DNA in this," and I was like, "Oh, what was that practice to make sure that he like physically compatible? You know, you don't buy a pair of shoes without trying them on. Is that what we're doing?" 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to misfire. You know, so, you know, whatever. They were doing it a lot. Definitely telling Sheree on him. I'm some, yeah, seriously, like, Sam should have just been, the end of the episode should have been Sam like us, so you didn't do anything with her, right? Okay, so if I, if we meet Sharae again, I tell her, you won't say anything. And some of those girls will probably survive, those little larvae. Study away! You got a whole bathtub full of them. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they studied them. I'm sure there's an area, a place in Area 51 <laughs> where there's, like, gold... <laughs> Oh, I hope it's Area 51. It's not that far from Colorado. I mean, it's get toable. I mean, it's not super close. It's a long drive. No, it's 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 a ways. My definition of far is is incredibly far. Like I <laughs> I just in the top of this episode, I described I described Cleveland as being close enough at 10 hours away. I'm like, "Oh, that's real nearby." Yeah. 10 hours. Yeah, if you're still in that's, the... a, that's a full work day. <laughs> I know, and, but it's, I mean, really, it's not 10 hours, it's, that's 10, like, screwing around hours, that's, like, I stop, and I look at things, and there's, like, a, like, a weird barn antique store that I buy things at, and I stop there, and, and get distracted by a lot of garbage. So it's 10 hours when you're taking the scenic route and looking around and stuff. Oh, yeah, you gotta, what else are you doing, you know? Yeah. If you just take, there's a, an I-80. Which is the interstate that goes from New Jersey to California. In really? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the way across. There's, if you're driving through Pennsylvania on I-80, you get to exit 120, heading mm. toward California, heading westbound. Uh, there's a place called the Dutch Pantry Diner. Always have to stop there and eat. That's my favorite. I've eaten there. I've, yeah, I've eaten there. Love me some Dutch Pantry Diner. See, you can go to these baseball stadiums. They're all very nearby. There's only I'm... like 10 that are a problem. <laughs> yeah. I've been around the Amish. They're nice people. Uh-huh. Make good food. <laughs> Especially shoe fly pie. Oh my god. I remember mm-hmm. when I had that. Remember when I had I had like a quarter of a slice and so did it and taste right for like a week. <laughs> it was like I... so much it was so much sugar. Worth it though. I think my pancreas probably shut down for like an hour. I love a good road trip. Man, there's nothing better than a road trip. I know flying and stuff, but, like, I mean, I'd love to drive across the country. That would be you great. You can. I mean, I can, technically, sure. But it's tough. You gotta, like, I would I'd rather do it in an RV kind of situation or a van. Because you get, you, if you do it in the summer, you can go through Canada and come back through the top of the United States. And you can hit a lot of national parks mm-hmm. that are up there. One of the most, <clears throat> in my opinion, difficult to get to ones is technically in Michigan, but... It is off the coast of Minnesota, but it's all the way at the top of the hat that is Minnesota. So it's practically in Canada. It is and only accessible by boat. Oh. So if you could drive across Canada, you'll have an easier time getting to that national park. I've been been to Canada. Canada is very nice. We went to Montreal last summer. It was great. Never been to Montreal. Only Toronto and... Was it Vancouver? Yeah, Vancouver. Mm. Land of Stargate. That's where they film. Where you did you walk yeah. past? You like this looks like P eight six five two four. Interesting. I did do that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> now Vancouver. I never been to Montreal. My sister's been to Montreal because she's big into like the F one races. Oh, okay. So now that she's a doctor, she's like following them all over the place. 
Is it Danny into Formula One? Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. I argue, I argue with him all the time <laughs> about Formula One. What, that it's better or worse than? No, because he, I like, well, he's one of the top racers, Richard Hamilton, and he hates him. Ooh, and so we have discussions scandal. about him all the time. I don't know who that is, but I did go see Ford v. Ferrari, so. <laughs> I have to see that. It's amazing. It really yeah. is truly amazing. The cinematography. If you know somebody with, like, a super large TV, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, like, that kind of definition, because I think that might take something a little bit away from it, because it even in a movie theater, at a high definition, it's still not that high because it's so big. Um, it just doesn't render that way, like it, it does on a TV. So just be careful about it. But the way they shot it, you really feel the speed of uh, Christian Bale when he's driving. How is Christian Bale? <clears throat> he's amazing. Movie? He's fi- He's back. My baby's back. He's back. No, the last racing movie I saw was uh, the one with uh, Thor and... Um, the Fast and the Furious. No, not that one. Hobbs Although I have, I have seen it. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was the one with Chris Hemsworth. Well, he's a he's an English driver. Okay. I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it. <laughs> that was a good one. I didn't see any it, Men in Black International. <laughs> I oh that was. I mean it wasn't it wasn't terrible but it wasn't good. It's just some recycled garbage, you know. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Oh, what I heard was <clears throat> that what the producer wanted, the story the producer wanted, is totally different than what the director shot. That is often the case with many things. No, but the producer, the producer story wasn't good. The, it's the one we got in theaters. That's why it was so bad. The one they wanted to shoot was the one where it had to do with like immigration and stuff like that, um, which, would been, which would have been cool. Sure, but they're not going to do that. It's a hot button issue or whatever. Well, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to do like the big hot button issue, but with <laughs> aliens. Yeah, that's a that's a thin line to tread. I can see why they would want to stay away. From doing that, because if you get it wrong, then you're an asshole. Yeah, like, you know, like, you have aliens with, like, you know, turbans on their heads as well. Right, then you wind up with the prequels, <laughs> and it's like, oh, look, they're aliens. These are definitely not racist accents. This is fine. <laughs> oh, kind of like what Michael Bay did with Transformers 2? Mm, good grief. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't watch him Transformer movies. They're too much. I like the first one. The first one was... Good, because I saw it in the theaters with Darren, Lisa, and a whole bunch of friends, and we all like freaked out when we saw it. Aww. Then we saw the second one, and it was terrible. And you were and like, got, I guess. <laughs> and it got progressively worse. Uh, what is your overall rating uh, of Hathor out of stars? This one? This one, I give it a five, because it was a lot of fun. Me too. Five stars. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I don't know if it's mandatory viewing, but isn't it? Isn't it, though? I mean, it is, because you find out that the ghouls have a queen. It's great, because Janet's great, and that is why. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking her tongue down everyone's throat. Oh, my God. She's a she's a wild one. And it was her idea to begin with. <laughs> it was. She's like, ladies, sounds like we got some horny guys outside, so let's invite them in. Yeah. Let's invite them in. <laughs> I'm and like, she's oh. the only one taking on action. They're like... All right, Janet, whatever. Our girl can't be stopped. And I like that. I'm going to cosplay as Janet from here on out. Oh, yeah? Sure, why not? I mean, I can have red hair, but I can't have my hair that short. I don't have... It doesn't lend itself. I, mean, I just love how Sam was just done with everything. 
Oh my god, she was so... The second it started happening, she was like, God damn it, what is this? What is this? <laughs> like, sir, with all due respect, you, you can't do that. Oh, but Hammond had and, ha and Hammond's like, shut the hell up. Don't let him... Don't make him be mean dad. He's always mean dad. He needs a mean mom. Now right. beat it, Sam. Rank on her, too, which is funny. <laughs> And they were all like they were all like pulling rank on her too. Like even even Jack. Jack was like, "Okay, Captain, whatever." I know, right? Ew. She should have been. She should have punched him right in the face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure ten more seconds she would have. Mm mm mm. <laughs> Bad behavior, team. <laughs> I um I watched the preview for the next episode like I always do, and it's called Singularity. Oh, I remember. I know that one. I remember that one. I think. I don't remember. I didn't remember it before I saw the preview, and I still don't remember it. But it looks like Sam's mom game is pretty strong. So she went from being this fearless, like Hathor is here, and I'm gonna protect Hathor everybody. Busting. Yeah, like check out my guns, and and then she's gonna be like the children, my motherly <laughs> instinct. I'm like, we have to save the children. Like what? I mean, maybe the episode plays out differently. But that's the preview leads me to believe that they're gonna to, to make her uh, activate her mom genes. Her mom genes. Her ovaries going to overdrive. See, now I know they're trying to like build character arcs for everybody. Like you got the Daniel heavy episode, you get the uh, Goa'uld myth episode, and then now you get a Sam, and then you'll get a Jack. But based on this trailer alone. The parental instinct, I would think, would be stronger in Jack because he actually had them and lost them. Yeah, that uh, that <laughs> having them, and that, I don't have any kids, but it's my understanding that everything that you think about having kids is theoretical until you actually have one, and then uh, everything goes out the door. It's a hor It's also a hormonal thing that you wind up being more uh, protective of mm -hmm. children in general. I mean, I'm very protective of kids. Like, I'm not... I mean, try not to swear in front of them, but I'm Aunt Teresa, well, maybe, and Aunt Teresa swears. Well, so. maybe Jack is... After the whole with his kid, Jack is so broken, and he's like, I don't know. Oh, no, He no. just detaches himself. Well, that's why he... The kid from... Alexis Cruz is, is the actor's name who plays that kid. Scara? Scara. That's why he's so attached to that one. You know, he's just projecting. I get it, but... You know, I would think that, you know, maybe there's something it, else going on there that I don't get. You think Scar is probably like, yo, why is this guy, like, so hard protecting me? What the hell? No, he loves him, and he's got his lighter, <laughs> and it's so sweet. And then Jack, and like, when I said in the movie episode, I was like, he was like, hey, have a cigarette. Hey, get that gun out of your hand. What are you, crazy? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Here, have a cigarette, though. Like, so cancer's okay? <laughs> I feel like Jack O'Neill from the show has never been a smoker. <laughs> and definitely Jack O'Neill from the movie. He would never have to light up a cigarette for me to be like, that is definitely a smoker for sure. Cause he well, doesn't. it's Kurt Russell. So Kurt, there's a Kurt level Russell. of coolness that Kurt Russell exists. Yeah, he's like cool in everything he does. Like, even, that, even that Santa Claus movie on Netflix, he's oh, like super cool. I bet he's the coolest Santa of all time. Oh, he's totally awesome. I love that. I love him. Oh my and goodness. I don't like Christmas movies that much. Those movies I like. Sure. 
Well, great. I'll put that next to Scrooge to, as like an annual. Well, that, yeah, Scrooge too. Scrooge is good. I guess that is it. You got anything uh, else you you want to add? Um. R.I.P. Kobe. Oh. Yeah. Yep, Parrot. If you want to find us on the social medias, you can at zpmstargate.podbean.com. Leave us a review there or whatever app you use to listen to your podcasts. You can do it right in app. Five stars would go a long way from my heart. And you can Gmail us at zpmstargate at gmail.com. zpmstargate on the Facebooks, Instagram. You know. You know what to do. So until next week, guys, bye. See you later.